guys couldn't stop talking about her. How the hell had you ended up with this piece of ass? They even asked right in front of her. Over cans of cores at the bar. The usual place. The place that girl had laughed at you. No offense, Matt. But how the fuck does a guy like Gary... She didn't let on about the program. She was a total sport. Hey! He looks like a slob. But you know, Gary has certain talents. Hoots and slaps on the back. And the guys made some remarks. But she wasn't offended. She just kidded him back. She could hold her own. And you'd been afraid that she looked out her nose at the place. At your life. Being an egghead and an Upper West Side rich girl at all. Thinking it was scummy and blue collar. But she ate it up. And played foosball. And drank cores and watched the game on TV. And laughed as loud as a guy. And God, she looked good. Every other broad in the place was giving her the evil eye. She liked that too, you could tell. But she liked sleeping at her place better, understandably. So you hustled down there on the train after work and got up early to hustle out there. Every place to eat around there was fucking expensive. And you sure as hell were not letting her pay for you. You didn't even like to go Dutch, really. Because fuck, what the hell were you bringing to the relationship? Certainly not the looks or the smarts. But it was only the second week. And maybe her pay in half was her way of showing independence or whatever. There was something about that in the seminars, anyway. It still hurt to fuck. And she liked that it hurt. You got to the uptown bar after work. She was dressed in a short dress, bright blue, all dolled up. It barely reached mid-thigh. She was talking to a couple of guys and you hustled over. Feeling out of place in jeans and a sweater. Even a nice sweater. She curled right around you and the yuppie guys with their expensive watches and banker haircuts got the picture and wandered off. You were sipping your first beer. Somehow you weren't drinking so fast or so much anymore. And she nestled up against you and pulled your hand under her skirt and you felt her push. No panties in that fucking mini skirt. You got hard. She put your hand back on the counter and she talked to the bartender and finished her drink. Then she took you into the alley out back and fished your cock out. Jill, you said. Shush, 
She said, it straddled you. It was already wet. You went into her and it hurt. It hurt. She took you. She rode you as long as she needed. She came and the white light was there. So you said, you popped other guys' cherries. She slurped up a noodle. Chinese takeout. Her living room nook. Her bare breasts in the moonlight. Hey, she said sharply. I don't want to talk about past relationships. What a fucking buzz killer that is. All right, you said. She put down her noodles. Come over here. You had to work late one night. Fuck up with the delivery. Not your fault. But you were the one who had to dig up in the archival paperwork and go figure it out. You called Jill and she went out with the girls from her study group. Some nights you wanted to go out with them alone. Dish about guys. Maybe compare notes, which made your blood run a little cold. But you know, fourth week of the relationship, that was all right. Loose it up a bit. Don't be so fucking clingy. You missed her. 11 o'clock and the place was empty. You still weren't done. And your email dinged. It was Rebronda, the HR lady, saying to go to her office. She had an office at the edge of the cube farm. Not a cube. The blinds were down. You felt like maybe you shouldn't go in. But that was kinda silly. Rhonda got up from her chair. You'd always thought she was good looking. She had these perfect put together outfits. And her face was smooth and young despite a streak of gray in her hair. But shit, she didn't compare to Jill. Maybe she was going to come on to you, and you could turn her down. Serve her right for laughing at you behind your back. Subscribe to this, baby. On the other hand, maybe you'd somehow gotten in shit with HR, though you couldn't imagine how. Close the door, she said. So you did. You looked uncomfortable. So, you did the program, right? Yeah, you said sarcastically. What the fuck was this about? Did she think you were so hard up after the program? Maybe she just wanted to hear about it. I've been uh, reading up on it, she said. It was blushing. It was always so cocky, it was weird to see her blush. Guys react differently. Some. Yeah. Take your shirt off, she said in a strained voice. Oh, this is bullshit, you said. 
and you turned away to the door. Rhonda sucked in her breath, and there was a little tremor in it, like she'd been hit and she was going to cry. And that stopped you for a moment. And then you were thinking about the sound and what it would sound like. Rhonda, coming. She had a lean, prim face, and you thought of all the looks you'd seen on it. Irradiated, bored, skeptical, vaguely amused, laughing with the other women. But what would it be like out of control? I squeezed, shut an open mouth in an oh, begging for more. What the fuck were you thinking? You had chill. But under the fluorescent lights of the maroon carpet, with your hand on the thin aluminum door handle, chill seemed like a dream. Manhattan and Cindy Crawford. She's just playing with you, man. Any minute now, the joke will be up. And ice cream on the 20th floor on the Upper West Side will vanish like smoke. And Rhonda was here now. Cleared her throat to call it all a joke or throw you out of her office. There was still that tremor in it. Like Rhonda was scared and uncertain. That should be. A woman shouldn't be scared and uncertain around you. He should be happy. He should be on fire with joy. Rhonda was a vessel. Bearing her own portion of white light. You turned around and started unbuttoning your shirt. Oh my God, Rhonda said, 